On today's news episode, we discuss a plethora of new events that were announced this week, the restrictions being placed on strollers smoking in ice next month, and a photo pass opportunity on a classic attraction. All these stories and more on episode 182 of the Capture the Magic podcast. This episode is brought to you by Capture the Magic Vacations. For all of your Disney World and Universal Studios Florida vacation planning, head on over to CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic. They take care of everything from hotel bookings and park tickets to fast pass planning and dining reservations. There's no charge to you for using their services, so be sure to request a quote with promo code CTMP to receive a free gift with your vacation booking. They're also looking for travel agents with experience and those with a passion for Disney. You can go to CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic and complete a joint our team request. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today. My name is Jamie Lee, and I'm joined by my husband, J-Rod Lee. Is it J-Rod? That's right. You don't, you don't know how to say I my can't, name? I can't remember. It's, I think it's Jarod. Is that it? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> I'm just making a joke. Pretty sure it's Jared. Jared Although Jared. growing up, spellings. I know. No, yeah. not even spellings. Yeah. People would just say Jarrett or Jerry, and they being dead serious. The thing is, now there's so many crazy names out there. People are like, "Thank you for having uh, like a a semi like common name, so it's not hard to pronounce." True. I, I you wouldn't think, but yeah. I, the one that got me so confused was somebody called me Gerald, and I just looked Gerald. at them, and I I didn't answer them. I just stared at them, and I said, I'm not going to give you this, because you're not even close. That'd be like, <laughs> my name's Mark. Uh, Jamiroquai? I'm like, nope, what? not even close. Why did you pick out Jamiroquai out of the, out of the zeitgeist? <coughs> Jamiroquai hasn't been around for a long time. That name's always stuck out to me. It's a good name. And you know, it's people... a strong Christian name. <laughs> you know, there are people <laughs> listening that are like, who is Jamiroquai? And for those people, you should Google, shame on Google shame on 90s. you for trying to make me feel old. Google the nineties, and he's got a like. I think he was a one hit wonder, right? He was the was purveyor he? of uh, <laughs> you know a, a backwards walking or using a treadmill in your music video. Oh my gosh, where he was standing and the the floor moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he did anything else other than that. But I don't know. Yeah, that I know of, but. I can't even think of the song he did. Kind of. I can think of him. I'm not going to sing it. Yeah. Made of. Yep. You said you could. Virtual insanity. You did. Yeah. Dang. My brain. Did you just? Did you just give yourself props. I, I gave myself. I did. Right. I gave myself props. Okay. Thank you. Okay, we're not going to talk about Jamiroquai all day. Although we probably could. You can't catch the Jamiroquai podcast. It's it's <laughs> it biannually. It's not. There's not enough to do. Like weekly or monthly but every two years we just give an update on what he's doing uh he has a restraining order against us but we still update you like he went and got groceries the other day and he he wouldn't let us get near him to ask him questions oh my goodness anyway he might actually be happy for the attention he might just be like really okay enough <laughs> no more talking about your um this is ridiculous i uh i ordered our our 
our baby girl a new suitcase and it came yesterday and it's red with white polka dots. It's the um the one you can get American Tourist store if you've ever been on that side or you ever look at Disney luggage. It's it's one of the ones you can choose from right now. And I opened the box. She goes, Minnie Mouse! Like, immediately. So, it's a hit. Yes. What was a bigger hit was she likes the to box. peel <laughs> stuff off boxes. So, she liked, the, she liked the suitcase, but she was enjoying for hours just peeling stuff off the boxes. She's so funny. She peels crayons. She peels tape off stuff. I mean, it's just, she likes to peel things. I don't know. Couldn't she tell you. peel. Sounds like a you thing. It, is, it does sound like a me thing. Yes. Well, before we get to talking about the news today, we want to remind you guys about some of our other shows on this network. We've got Diz Dudes every Wednesday. Uh, let's see, with Jeremy and Jared. They do a live stream of their episode on every Mondays. And uh, they, they live stream it. You can participate if you're in Club 32. Um, and then the regular episode goes up on Wednesday. And then Tuesdays and Fridays, you have Main Street Magic with Jeremy and Rhonda. And you can also tune into this feed for Trip Tales once a month and CTM movies at CTM at the movies once a month. And that, um, let's see, I think the movies, we're going to have a couple new episodes coming out soon. That is the plan. That's the plan. Okay. Yep. That's Great. just got to, just got to get the Jamiroquai episode done and then go into the next one. All right. It sounds You've created, good. I'm now going to start a biannual Jamiroquai like podcast. name? Yeah, it's a it's a unique name, but I also I think it would be hilarious to have a Jamiroquai podcast that's once every two years, and he would be so confused. Because you imagine him and be like, you know, there's a podcast about you, and he's like, what? Yeah, it says every two years they just they just follow you around. And he's like, I had no clue, and he listens to it, and he's like, what the? If you listen to this podcast, <laughs> you probably think Jared's taste in music is really weird. Jamiroquai and Kenny G. I'm not saying I enjoy their music. <laughs> I, I, Kenny, Kenny's Talking Kenny. About Kenny's good, but no, Jamiroquai's. I don't. I don't think I necessarily liked his music. It just he has a cool name, and he's like a one-hit oh wonder. So he's probably not doing much now. This is just going off the rails. And <laughs> subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review if you would please. All right, let's get to the news because there are a ton of stories. My genius will be recognized one day <laughs> oh by gosh. somebody. Quit interrupting me. I'm talking. So. Anyway, well, yeah, we have a lot of news. There's a lot of news that came out this week, like bing, bing, boom, like ton of stories, especially I think it was Tuesday. Um, but one, um, <laughs> nice. bing, bang, boom. bing, bang, boom. What's very, wrong with that? A very technical insider term. We, I mean, when you talk about the news, you go bing, bang, boom, right? You're, you're funny. You're funny. Anyway, <laughs> the first story uh, concerns a story that came out. La- well, it came out last Thursday. We just missed it, but we talked about it as a rumor last week. Yeah, literally the next day. So, so it's about some new restrictions, some new restrictions going um, for the parks, and it's been controversial. So, to say the least, yeah. So, uh, basically, we had talked about potentially banning certain types of strollers and everything. So they went even further, more than we even thought. So, um, on the stroller front. Families with little ones know that strollers are an important part of a vacation. Uh, it's the napping zone, the storage place, and the spot for tired legs, blah, blah, blah. Beginning May 1st, uh, this is from Disney Parks blog, we are adjusting our guidelines on stroller sizes, which will require them to be no larger than 31 inches wide and 52 inches long. 
says the good news, many strollers on the market, including many double jogging strollers fit within these size guidelines. Also, just a reminder that wagons are not permitted in the parks. Beginning May 1st, stroller wagons will no longer be permitted. Uh, these updates are designed to help guest flow and ease congestion, making the parks more enjoyable for everyone. Also, beginning May 1st, smoking areas will no longer be present inside Disney World or Disneyland theme parks, water parks, ESPN Worldwide of Sports Complex, or Downtown Disney District in California. Uh, and also, which was completely uh, out of the blue... <laughs> says, and this was when it was posted, but beginning immediately, if you plan to bring a cooler or cooler bag to store snacks and drinks for theme park or water park adventures, it's important to know that loose ice or dry ice are no longer permitted in the parks. Yeah. And then there, there's more to the article. Just It kind of rambles on because it's Disney Parks blog. They tend to talk a lot about the stuff. They like to get their source out and write do. articles. <laughs> okay, so... Let's talk about the stroller thing first, and we we just we discussed this last week a little bit, but we know more. So, in the article specifically, they say wagons have always been prohibited, but now stroller wagons are. So, if they see you with one of those Keens Seven S or Seven Strollers, whatever, they will, or they're not, you know, they're supposed to. They will tell you that you're not allowed to bring them in. Right. Um. I honestly like I don't remember seeing them very much whenever we've gone, but they've just started rising in popularity in the last couple of months. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't have an opinion. I, I I get why why parents like them, but I also get why people other people that don't use the strollers hate them. <laughs> so I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I said you know last week I talked about a little bit about yeah. The stroller issue. There, I'm, I'm assuming there has to be congestion that they've seen due to these. Because to me, I would hope at least Disney's not going to do something like this. Just like it seems to me, they're not going to do it just based on people being annoyed by something. They have to have been noticing like, mm-hmm. okay, the people these strollers like they can't maneuver them. They're clogging up, you know, yeah. walkways, such yeah. things like that. Um, and, and I think this is a good indication of just how cognizant they are of of the crowds that they think are going to come in for galaxy's edge and how they want everything streamlined as much as possible. Because if Mm -hmm. you think if the crowds are expecting to come in here, if you've got 30 Keens wagons in there and they're not moving well, I mean, you could legitimately have huge, huge congestion issues. So it could simply just come down to, we're just going to eliminate this variable. Like some people can handle them and they maybe notice many people can't. So we're just going to simplify it and say that, the strollers have to be this size and no wagons. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. I did hear uh, on the Disney Dish podcast, uh, Lynn Testa had said that he had heard, or I can't remember if Jim Hill or Lynn Testa said it, but basically that um, if you, you know, because the question being on this is like, okay, a family, how are you going to get the message out to everybody that this is the case? Because obviously not everybody going to Disney World listens to like our podcast or other podcasts are not up on all the stuff right, on Disney. Right. So, they basically said, you know, if someone comes in and they've got, I'm assuming the wagon stroller or a stroller that's too big, that they will store your stroller and give you basically like a free stroller rental from Disney for that day. I think Lynn Testa said it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so, wasn't, he wasn't sure, but he thinks that's what's going to that happen. That makes sense because if not, you are going to have congestion and major issues. Because, I mean, if you can you imagine getting to the Magic Kingdom? We talked about the other day in the show. It takes... A while 
to by the time you get to security line, you probably invested almost forty five minutes to an hour at that point to be turned away and said you can't take your stroller in. It, I, that would be a big. I mean, people are going to basically what would end up happening is people are going to become angry and irate. I mean, it's just what's going to happen. So if you're if you're able to say, okay, we'll store it for you, but here's a free one, it'll alleviate that a little bit at least. I think okay, yeah, that that is nice for them to do. But they don't have to do it. I mean, the the rules are posted. They don't, but you're still going you know. to... If you're looking at it from a crowd flow perspective, you know that's going to happen. What they're going to have to do, too, is when... You know, they, they can't do it off property, but like on property hotels, maybe when you check in, there's a little thing that said, these are some new restrictions, just so you know, so you don't get to the park and you're surprised. Well, it's going to come down to cast members. Yeah, if you're staying on, on resort, reminding... People like if they see a stroller coming in when they check in and say, "Hey, just so you know, you might check your stroller size." Like, it, eventually the word will yeah. get out and it'll be fine. But it's it's just that initial thing you you know you're going to have people that, and if you've got someone, you know, in the lines there arguing with the security about it, that's going to cause a delay. And so yeah. this just alleviates it. Now, granted, the storage space they're going to need for this is probably I don't know where they're going to put them all. Well, those those. The stroller wagons, they, they fold up kind of like an accordion. Right. I'm just so talking in general. Big. Like, they're going to have the whole system of, like, here's your stroller assigned to this oh, person. Yeah. You know, Disney is yeah. taking on, uh, you know, they are taking on responsibility of watching your stroller. Because mm-hmm. some of those strollers are, like, $600 or more. Like, some of them are expensive. Uh, yeah. They so, yeah. that's the other thing, too, is, you know. so I, But I think this is a way, at, at the early stages, at least keep from because you also don't want people going to disney world and just becoming angry and never wanting to come back mm-hmm. there is a guest relations standpoint to this so yeah, sure sure you know i get you and the smoking thing you know i'm not a smoker i've never been a smoker so you know taking the smoking places out of the parks so i'm like okay that's fine with me um but i you know i'm sure the smokers what i what? don't get is vaping is always thrown in with the smoking and vaping is not anywhere remotely in the same ballpark. Is as it smoking. just like people's like blowing the 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 vaping the 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 vapors like into people's faces? Is that what the deal is? I don't know. That's the only thing ever I can s- think of. Ever since these things have come out, ever since vaping, everyone's tried to associate them with cigarettes, and they're not the same thing. I I don't personally vape, but I if you look at the actual statistics and the studies on them, they're not. I mean, if you're if you're talking about smoking versus vaping it's not even close in terms of yeah you know and yeah. the vapor goes away i just think again people probably don't want to deal with it i understand that but it's not an actual like health thing for people being around those vape even though yeah. people vaping and blowing giant pillows of smoke is kind of weird it's kind of annoying and annoying sometimes <laughs> but yeah. um and then the ice thing this was a surprise to everybody no one saw the loose ice thing coming but um, as we talked about last week, found out that it's more of a security issue than anything. Well, maybe. maybe. Uh, Lynn Testa also said, I don't know if you said on the podcast or not, but that this was something that Disney lawyers had on their list. Of, liability. Yeah, because people yeah. say they pull something out and they leave a couple ice cubes and it melts and someone ends up slipping on it. So my guess is a little bit of security because security does have to go through the coolers they had to dig to the bottom to make sure nothing's in there yeah plus the yep. whole liability side so it seems like it's probably a, a mix of those two things yeah well i don't bring in coolers so i'm not really that one doesn't affect me either but yeah i can see how it would other and people. the dry ice i'm pretty sure is due to i think it was disneyland 
of there's some kind of lawsuit right well like a cast member had played a joke about dry ice in a, in a water bottle and threw it in the trash can or something and it blew up yeah um, oh it was stems from that dry ice bombs and such so <laughs> uh okay. and it caused a huge thing and, and so i think they're just basically i think what they're really starting to do with all the crowds coming in is they're just maybe all these things that they've thought about doing they're just like you know what we're just going to do them now all these liability potential liability things just get them out of the way yep and they're disney they can do what they want <laughs> private property they can do private they property like. all right well let's move on to the next story it's about uh avengers endgame ticket sales which i'm not surprised by this because it was crazy yeah nobody's buying tickets <laughs> uh, people seem just genuinely disinterested and that's and, a lie <laughs> um, oh Never mind, I didn't read the headline correctly. <laughs> yes, uh, it's first say first day of ticket sales for Avengers Endgame breaks records, and it. Oh, I hate that term. <laughs> I breaks know. the internet. Breaks the Golly. <laughs> mm. All right. Anyways, it just doesn't make any sense. I know it's fine. Just go. Can't break the internet. Uh, tickets for Avengers Endgame went on sale Tuesday, and if you had trouble purchasing tickets, you were not alone. Online ticket sites faced numerous problems meeting the demand of so many moviegoers wanting to purchase tickets for Avengers Endgame for the opening weekend. Sites such as AMC, Fandango, and Adam Tickets told customers that due to the high amount of purchase requests for Endgame, to please have patience and to try again if their request is not met. Many ticket buyers tried for hours to secure their seats for the opening night of uh, April 25th. And AMC guest services had a tweet and they said, we want everyone to be able to grab their Avengers in-game tickets, but it looks like we've gotten Thanos' snap. Ha ha. We're working <laughs> on getting things back up and running. And in the meantime, please keep trying our website and our partner sites. The good news for Disney and Marvel is that according to Fandango, Avengers Endgame broke the record for pre-sale ticket purchases for a movie in a single day, which is previously held by the Star Wars The Force Awakens. And instead of 24 hours, Avengers Endgame only needed six hours to break the record. And That's yeah. basically, yeah. That's crazy. We got our tickets for... So here's the tough part. So we're at Disney when this comes out. Yes. I attempted to get tickets. I was just going to go by myself on a Thursday evening at AMC down Disney Springs. Shockingly, the site was not working. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't necessarily want to devote it, it. It would end up being four to five hours to go see a movie when we're down at Disney. I don't necessarily want to do that during part-time Disney time. So we got our tickets for that Sunday because we'll be back in town at um, Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. The challenge is going to be spoilers yep so i will be on a a um social media social media black yeah i think what we're going to implement too in the facebook group as i was thinking about this and i think the group's big enough now and just to combat this i think what we may do is that weekend so from the time the movie comes out until maybe get everybody that weekend to see it is basically we're going to change the group to we're going to have to approve all posts Mm -hmm. because all it takes is one person to just be what people can be, which is just trolls or whatever, <laughs> and put a post up that has spoilers and ruin it for some people. Yeah. So we don't want to do that. Plus, uh, I'll let it be known now, and I'll say it in the group, if you do purposely, like, spoil things, you will get kicked out. Like, not even a warning. You're just going to be just kicked gone. out forever. Yeah. I will basically get my Infinity Gauntlet and snap you out of the group. So Very very serious about that. Not, I mean, well, not even it's joking. Such a, it's such a big it's, movie, yes. and everyone yeah. wants to see it. And it's just, you know, 
it, essentially you can talk about its accumulation of 10 years leading up to this. And so it would just be, it would, it would suck if somebody just was trying to be funny, which I don't find that so funny is like to no. ruin it for people before they get to go see it. So, um, at least in our little corner of the web, we will combat that. So. Okay. Yeah, okay, so the next story we've got is, well, we've got some information about food and wine this year. Already. Already. Yeah, Disney has just released new details for two guest favorite festivals at Epcot, the International Food and Wine Festival, and the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Uh, the 2019 Food and Wine Festival run from August 29th to November 23rd, making it the longest food and wine festival in the park's history at 87 days. The festival's Eat to the Beat concert series will run August 29th through November 19th and will feature a lineup of pop, rock, R&B, country, Christian, swing, and Latin artists. It says, note, the concert series will conclude a few days earlier than the festival in order to set stage for the return of the park's beloved Candlelight Processional. This year's festival will continue its tradition of offering tasty dishes, fine dining events, and appearances by favorite Disney culinarians and top celebrity chefs. Culinarian is a never heard of that word. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I, I should call myself a culinarian. <laughs> uh, details on this year's celebrity chef appearances, eat to the beat artists, dining packages, and special events have yet to be released. Better have Kenny in there. That's true. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, the 2019 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays also returns November 29th through December 30th. The park's seasonal celebration invites guests to discover holiday cheer across all 11 World Showcase pavilions and throughout the park. The candlelight processional and holiday must-do for many Epcot guests will feature nightly retellings of the traditional Christmas story read by a celebrity narrator accompanied by a masked choir and live orchestra. All right, let's go back up to the to the beginning of the story and talk about the length of the festival and when it's starting first of all 87 days which is i think eight no let's see 87 yeah it's like almost 12 like 12 more days yeah longer than the last one and goes until the 23rd november that's the i think that's the latest it's ever gone well november or thanksgiving is really late thanksgiving this year. is late this year so that's it gives them more it. space to mm-hmm. do that so that's got to be it. Not surprising about that. And did you see the, uh, the the first day of the festival? What day it is? What day? August 29th, which is? Uh, oh. Wait. Oh, my gosh. What? Galaxy's Edge opens on oh, August 29th. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I, w- I was thinking something else. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, that is Galaxy's Edge. Well, I mean, honestly. Wow, it's like you decide which one do you want to do. Well. <laughs> Maybe that's their way of pulling people I away. I think it could be that of just a way of, I, I honestly think they expect people to be turned away or not be able to get into Galaxy's Edge. So this gives them something else to do. And the parks Maybe. are just going to be so slammed. They're just going to need stuff for people to do. Oh my gosh, could you imagine traffic that day? I'm gonna first day of the festival. I'm going to be there. Opening of Galaxy's Edge. I know. Yeah. Ugh. I can't even imagine. Pray for me now. <laughs> I oh just, man. I, I imagine that at some point Jeremy and I may it's just gonna end us going like we just need to go somewhere and just have a beer and just Oh not be around people. Oh yeah. I yeah. Yep. And just sit in silence. Yep. I mean I'm jealous that I don't get to partake in this, but I'm also not jealous <laughs> the fact that I don't have to deal with the crowds, but Dang. Yeah. Same day. Yeah. What are they thinking? They're Maybe. thinking they want to make lots of moonies. They do want to make some money. They're like, hey, what do we like to do? We like to make moonies. And then moonies. 
Let's do that. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a little information for you guys. Um, all right, let's go to the next story. We've got a new take on After Hours this summer. Yeah, it's a Disney villains After Hours. And yes, it is. says, uh, Disney After Hours has been a huge success with guests looking for the opportunity to experience the magic at Magic Kingdom Park after the sun goes down. Today, we are excited to share a new reason to delve into the delights of Disney After Hours this summer. Disney villains will add a wicked twist to the Disney After Hours events, uh, event nights, June 6th through August 8th. In case you aren't familiar, Disney After Hours is a special event that opens to a limited number of guests and offers low wait times at more than 20 attractions and experiences after the park closes to day guests. From classic rides like Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Space Mountain, to newer favorites like Seven Doors Mine Train, plus many more. Event tickets also allow entry as early as 7 p.m., which gives you time to enjoy the fireworks before heading off to the attractions. Ice cream novelties, popcorn, and select bottled beverages are included in the cost of admission. This summer, Disney Villains After Hours will take on a wickedly fun villains theme with exclusive entertainment, food and beverage, merchandise, and more. So here's what a taste of the new elements to expect. A brand new Disney Villains stage show, Hades and Meg from Hercules will set the castle stage ablaze in this all-new stage show. Villains Unite the Night, which will also feature appearances by Jafar, the Queen, Dr. Facilier, and Malef- Malef- Maleficent. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I knew I could say it. I just had to get it right. Uh, spot Maleficent the Dragon uh, with her steampunk style and signature Wicked Grin will be let loose for the first time at night, breathing fire as she creeps through the park as a -a one-of-a-kind experience for party guests. Villainous enhancements discover surprising villain-inspired additions at Pirates of the Caribbean and Space Mountain. This is wickedly good food and beverage. A variety of special food and beverage offerings will also be available for purchase, including tasty desserts, drinks, and dishes inspired by the Queen, Cruella de Vil, Maleficent, Hades, Dr. Facilier, and even Emperor Zerg. Event merchandise. Event attendees can also purchase new logo merchandise as well as items from a curated collection of the best Disney villains merchandise available. And it says one notorious item to note, ever driven to stand out in their unpredictable and audacious fashion while the villains will be entertaining guests in the new stage show, they will not be participating in character character greetings during the event. If you really want to get on the action, feel free to show off your sinister side by dressing in attire inspired inspired by your favorite baddie. The after-hours ticket cost is $139 plus tax in advance, $144 plus tax on the event night, and um, says pass annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members can take an advantage of $30 off, so you can purchase tickets for $109, and uh, they will go on sale April 29th. Yeah, what do you think about this? I think it's a way, if you really think about what they're doing, it's almost like they're taking the Halloween party and some of the holiday parties and just applying them to after hours. So it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. We'll see in execution what it's like, but it seems very Halloween party-ish. Yeah, and it's in the summer. (laughs) Right. Here's the thing. Okay, so the after hours, you know, we, we did Magic Kingdom after hours in December and he did it. Uh, last i guess january of uh, 2018 
and he and he liked the, the second time he did it, right? Yes. <laughs> the first time. I didn't get stuck on pirates for an hour and a half. Right. So yeah. So most of the rides are open. There's you know there's no meet and greets, but there's photo pass opportunities in front of the castle, and there's the the free food. That's basically it, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty yeah, much. That's yeah. Basically it. Okay. So they're taking that and they're expanding it and giving it a theme. Um, you get a new stage show. You get to see Maleficent walking around. You get basically an overlay to Pirates and Space Mountain. You get new food and beverages that are unique to this event. You get event merchandise. I mean, you get all this other stuff on top of After Hours. And when you look at the price, it's not that much more expensive. No. So this is not technically a Halloween party because you don't have a fireworks show. You don't have a parade you know, you don't have the meet and greets. Okay, that's fine. I mean, that's what the Halloween party is for. This is something different. What I, I had a, I thought it was interesting because on our Facebook group, when we talked about this, there's a lot of people mad that you couldn't do the meet and greets. And I was like, they're giving you a whole bunch of stuff yeah. for just a little bit more money. And you still, and you know, if they've got to limit the amount of people that they let in, because if they let in the same amount of people they do for the parties, like the Halloween parties, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Well, I but I don't have know. a problem with this either. I think it's kind of a cool thing. Um, the meet and greets are are definitely a thing that they have at the parties. So the fact that this yeah. is a after hours event where the the main focus is the rides and the and the yeah. lower attendance in the parks, yeah, this is kind of a cool thing. Like I don't mind. I like the theming of things. Yeah, it's I great. Do. Honestly, and I really like the idea of the more and more of these ride overlays. Now I hope that they become better and and more you know some of the ones we saw from the last halloween were okay um but yeah i I like i like that disney's doing it and oh was that nine dollars more essentially per ticket uh like 14 i think for us with our discount yeah i mean if if the villains are something you enjoy and i mean the maleficent i mean honestly the maleficent thing at night uh that's gonna draw a lot of people in i mean yeah. I've said all along, I think one of the reasons Disney doesn't have a nighttime parade is because they can do these after-hour things or these special events that have the nighttime parades. For some people that want them, they buy tickets for them. Yeah. It, it, it's an easy way to make the events more special by saying, oh, there's a nighttime parade. Yeah. I think I think these particular, I think this one is going to sell out frequently well villain stuff's pretty popular too i mean it's something yes. that people want a villains park right there, there's there been they had that villains villains well, unleashed yeah something like that it was it was, it was okay <laughs> you know it was okay fairly popular i think to a degree but i think people in general like villain stuff yeah. and so yeah i'd be curious to see i i have i think you're right i think it'll sell out mm-hmm. um you know i would check it out i would love to you know if i'm if we're there or if i'm there during that time I might go check it out, but I don't think you are unless you go this summer. It ends August eighth, so I don't oh, think you're gonna okay. be there. But you know, I mean, we do have a baby and stuff. We coming. do, we do. But yeah, I am. I'm ex. I you know, I I would like to try check this out if I could. I I, I can't, but I'm anxious to hear how people feel about it. Yeah, because I like after hours, so let's just add in a little bit more villain stuff, and it's all good. Correct. Correct. Yes. All right. Let's move on. We have um, a new photo pass opportunity. Yeah, new on ride photo pass comes to Haunted Mansion, and we discussed this in rumors uh, a couple of months ago that it was going to start we? happening. Okay. Yeah, and one of them, and I think the next one coming up will be Big Thunder Mountain is going to have one. Ah. So a lot of these rides um, are going to start getting these, but 
it says Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion will begin offering on-ride photo pass uh, starting. This is pro- let's see. This was the second, so it's already going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like other recent on-ride photo pass editions, there will be no preview screens at the attraction, and instead, everything will be done electronically via My Disney Experience, the Photo Pass, web- photo pass website, or the Photo Pass Center on property. Uh, the, the on-ride pictures will be linked to a user's account via Magic Band recognition, so a Magic Band must be worn on the attraction for the image to be successfully linked. And it says, cameras for the PhotoPass capture are located near the beginning of the ride. Yeah. So the picture, I mean, what it, what they're showing here with the picture looks kind of cool. You can see it in the, sh- if you go to the show notes, or uh, in the notes on this you episode, you can, you can click the article there. Yep. So. We shall be doing this in a few weeks. Yeah, I honestly, I think it's it's an easy way. Again, easy. It, it's it's people like it. It's good, and you know, I'm all for it. Just keep it coming, guys. Keep it coming. Who who's the guys? Disney, Disney guys. Oh, okay. The Bobs. <laughs> the Bobs. Uh, all right. Next story. Um, a new summer event. Well, it's a barbecue. That is already sold out. It's already but sold out. Woody's Roundup Barbecue is coming. Well, it's coming. Whether or not you can go is another story. Coming to Disney's <laughs> Contemporary Resort July 4th through the 6th. And it sold out on all three dates. So it was going to be July 4th, 5th, and 6th. Uh, basically, so Sheriff Woody and his Toy Story pals are going to put on a shindig that will feature games, crafts, and barbecue goodness. The holiday weekend celebration will be offered nightly July 4th through the 6th from 6.15 p.m. to 9.15 p.m. The scene will be set as a larger-than-life recreation playset of Woody's Roundup, a rustic wild western town. It's going to have Woody, Jesse, Bullseye, and Buzz Lightyear on hand. And they're going to sing and dance and Mr. Microphone play some of Woody's favorite tunes. So, yeah, already sold out, though. So if you don't have tickets already, you can't go. Do trick roping demonstration, camp-style carnival games, Toy Story craft station, balloon artist... Uh, you get to see the fireworks at Magic Kingdom from the Portica Share, which I thought was weird. Yeah, tickets for this were also $149 for ages 10 and up and $99 for ages 3 to 9. And if, you know, if we remember correctly, last year, they're starting to do more stuff around the resorts for holiday stuff like this, which I like because the, the, the resorts are, are the parks are so packed. Yeah, I was going to say they want to pull you out of the parks. So they can pull you out of the parks mm-hmm. and give you a better, I mean, honestly, too, I think you'll have a better experience at something like this than you would in Magic Kingdom on July 4th. You know, some people really like to be at, Mag- especially Magic Kingdom, even though it's crazy, crazy busy, they still like to be there on holidays. And those people are called sociopaths. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, no. no. Being there is one thing. It's just when you have the crowds and such. Like, you know, this is why it's it's $150 per person. But it's like, are you willing to pay that to, you know, do some Disney stuff on the holiday, but not be so cramped that you can't do anything else? And, you know, this would be kind of a cool thing. Especially if you have kids that like Toy Story. There's a lot of them out there. So, or adults even. We all like Toy Story correct i I don't know (laughs) that's not true no not everybody likes it i don't know most do anyway so but it's sold out so if you don't have tickets sorry um okay next story is another event that was announced for um uh, pass holders yep the first ever vip no vi pass holder i think what it is is vip ass holder it is not it is not i understand (laughs) vip pass holder (laughs) 
It's a weird thing to do with that. Uh, nights are announced for Disney's Typhoon Lagoon water park this summer. And uh, it says gold, platinum, platinum plus, and premier pass holders are invited to enjoy special access to some of their favorite attractions during the VIP pass holder nights at Magic Kingdom Park. Or go beyond the theme parks and experience special access to Disney's Typhoon Lagoon water park. Pass holders can choose from one of the following events. April 28th, uh, which is 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. in Magic Kingdom. Then they have May 18th to 5 p.m., which is at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. June 3rd, uh, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. Uh, Gold, Platinum, Platinum Plus, and Premier Pass holders can can pre-register by making an online reservation for one event. Event capacity is limited. The number of reservations for this event is limited and subject to availability. And there's no additional charge for this event. A valid annual pass and photo ID required at check-in. And the Typhoon Lagoon dates are sold out. <laughs> well, the fact that they opened uh, it up to not just Platinum Plus. Well, they usually do. Usually gold is the... I know, but the water the, parks, given a lot of times oh, what's see. included in those is like the Platinum Plus and above. So Yeah. So this is great, then, if you're a Platinum or Gold member and you don't have the water park plus option. Yeah. Then this is this is cool for you. But I think Jeremy got one of these dates... Didn't he? He did. I don't remember which one, I but I know he 18, did. The May 18th one. So he'll be checking it out. This is this is cool. Again, another, you know, it's free. So this is great, too. Another uh, pass holder event that you can sign up for. I like that they're doing this because sometimes Disney's had the... Um, they've been known, you know, whenever they don't need to push pass holders. Like, they've got a ton of people that are going to be coming to the parks due to Galaxy's Edge and everything else. That they're still doing things for pass holders. Sometimes it's like, oh, we don't need pass holders right now, so we're not going to give a bunch of perks. And then when attendance is down or something, you know, it's not doing as well, then they'll come back to pass holders and be like, oh, here's some perks. So I hope that this means they're going to continue to do things for pass holders to give perks, even though they don't technically maybe need them in their eye view as much. But yeah, and the time, you know, the Magic Kingdom one obviously is is um, later at night, eleven to one a.m. But the Typhoon Lagoon ones start at 5 p.m. So it doesn't go really late into the night. Right. The water park. So that's kind of cool. So, All right. That's it for that. Next story. Um, we've got some details about a anniversary coming up. Yep. Disney's Hollywood Studios 30th anniversary. It has new park offerings. Inspire guests to visit now more than ever. This is Disney's park blog, by the way. Uh, says... The park will celebrate its 30th anniversary on May 1st with an anniversary ceremony in the debut of of a new nighttime projection show, Wonderful World of Animation, after the sun goes down. The new show will use state-of-the-art projection technology to take guests on a magical journey through more than 90 years of Disney animation, all beginning with Mickey himself. Uh, So stay tuned in the coming weeks for full details on all the exciting plans for that. Uh, the fun of the park's milestone is only beginning of what's in store for guests visiting Disney World during the spring. Also, plussing up the fun is uh, Hollywood Studios' Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, a high-octane, first-of-its-kind show that puts guests in the middle of the Cars universe, universe Excuse me, which will open its doors to guests at Disney's Hollywood Studios on March 31st. Uh, and Dis- then it talks it talks about the rest of what you can do in the park, which we've already talked about before. Right. Um, but the main thing I wanted to concentrate on was the new World of Animation, Wonderful World of Animation show. 
And there's also a D23 event that they announced will be happening on May 1st. And it's actually already sold out. <laughs> Everything's selling out. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, something else new coming to Hollywood Studios. Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy, awesome mixed live shows coming back too. Oh, that's good. June 14th through the 18th, which I do want to check that out. Yeah. Probably won't get to this year, but. What are the dates again? Oh. June 14th through August 18th. Mm, yeah. Unless you just take it like a weekend trip or something this summer, you could hit all these things. True. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't really have anything else to say about it. can't believe it's been 30 years for Hollywood Studios, but. Yeah. It's cray cray. Anyway. Want to move on to the next one? Sure. Okay. There is a new dining experience coming. We actually talked about this last week as a rumor, and it has been confirmed. Yep. New progressive dining experience coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom in July. And they've announced a new dining adventure that will honor endangered African animals along with celebrating the story of the Lion King. Does that mean they're going to eat the endangered animals? That could be weird. (gasps) Jared, what, hold, you're in, terrible. In my defense, they said announcing a new dining adventure that will honor endangered African animals. In some cultures, eating animals is honoring them. Just saying. <sighs> Just saying. I'm asking questions. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know you. Jamie's so upset with me. Uh, this is going to be called Circle of Flavors. Harambe at night will offer guests a family-friendly, progressive dining experience at the Animal Kingdom that draws its inspiration from the many facets of African cultures and animals. The evening will begin with a welcome reception at the Wildlife Express train station that includes light hors d'oeuvres, snacks and beverages, alcoholic and non-alcoholic, while guests can enjoy acoustic music before riding the train over to Rafiki's Planet Watch. You'll find more light bites and drinks to take part in uh, there before you get back on the train and head to Harambe Market for the main event. Throughout the experience, you'll enjoy an array of sweet and savory dishes paired with unique beverages. Uh, Timon and Rafiki will be available at the train station for uh, character greetings and fun interactive activities for guests of all ages. Once you've finished up at Rafiki's Planet Watch, hop back on the train and venture over to Harambe Market for the main event, which they already said. Um, Throughout the night, guests will take in sights, sounds, and flavors in celebration of the Lion King and the Big Five game animals, the African Elephant, the rhinoceros, the cape buffalo, the leopard, and the host animal, the lion. Along the way, there will be opportunities to learn more about the importance of the Big Five and the challenges they face around the world, including how Disney is working to protect them. Circle of Flavors Harambe at Night is set to begin July 24th at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Pricing is $125 plus tax for adults and $99 plus tax for children ages 3 to 9, and a separate park admission is required. And you can make reservations online or by calling in. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to do this. What do you think? The food on the and the pictures and the food looked really good. Some of the pictures look really good. It it's um it's interesting. I like the idea of, of offering something like this. I sure. don't know if it's something that I would particularly enjoy. Right, yeah. But the fact that drinks and alcohol and foods included, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm could be a nice honestly i could view this being a cool like date night sure type of event some, something like that it's an expensive date <laughs> it would be definitely an expensive <laughs> date um yeah all right well 
Good to good to know we have another event scheduled for the summer. They're packing in the summer stuff. You notice that? All this well, stuff. Well, they is got a lot announced. of people coming in the parks for Galaxy's Edge. Part of it. Well, they you know they ran those discounts um, for the summer like thirty, I think thirty thirty five percent off, like crazy. Trying to get people to come this summer and and um, yeah, they're trying to overload the summer stuff before before Star Wars. So. Uh, okay, uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do one more story, and then we're just gonna briefly do the rest of them because we have a ton left, and um, you know we have so we've already almost done an hour here, so we're gonna talk about the next story, which is um, changes coming to a restaurant in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, so some changes coming to ABC Commissary at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And uh, the restaurant offers a quick service lunch menu and fast casual dining menu featuring delicious entrees like the vegan burger and other things. I would argue that that's not delicious, but anyways. <laughs> um, they actually, they have a lot of stuff. They have like ribs. They have, they had steak, I think, at one point. Yeah. Over the next few months, the restaurant will be going undergoing some exciting enhancements as part of the ongoing transformation of Disney's Hollywood Studios. Some of these enhancements include self-serve beverage stations new Art Deco-inspired elements and furnishings, and a savory new pot roast served over mashed potatoes and root vegetables with beef gravy and onion straws. Uh, Another new offering coming to ABC Commissary is the ability to make reservations for dinner. Currently, starting at 4 p.m. daily, you can enjoy fast, casual dining experiences, allowing you to place an order at one of the cash registers, take a pager, and find a comfortable place to sit, and then when the order is ready, we'll bring the food right to your table with the addition of reservations, you can now enjoy the same fast, casual dining experience with a guaranteed seating. Reservations are now available starting today with bookings beginning June 2nd. Uh, and you can make the reservations now. So This this is just an indication that they think that um, this restaurant especially is going to be overrun with people. And this is just a way to keep everybody at bay, I think. Yeah, I mean, right? with, as soon as Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I would think. I mean, it's right next to yeah. the theater there. So it, it would be my guess that it's a way to, I guess, control the crowds a little, would be my guess. It's also on the pathway to one of the entrances into Galaxy's Edge. Yes. I guess right there. And then you have Baseline Tap House, or you have um, the Sci-Fi Diner. You got Sci-Fi Diner, yeah, then Baseline. Then the base ha- Baseline Tap House. And then you got the Grand Avenue area. So, you know, I actually like this place. I've eaten there a couple times. And, like, while the atmosphere is not exactly appealing to me I and mean, it's supposed to um be after like a production office um uh, like restaurant you'd find in a like production studio you know? yeah, yeah but um uh but yeah it's, i think it's pretty good so i liked it when they had the steak for ten dollars <laughs> yeah they used they to literally they used, had a steak for like 11 they had a sirloin steak and it was not terrible not for that price no yeah. man but they got yeah. rid of it yeah um but yeah so if you want to eat there you have to make reservations now at least for dinner so after 4 p.m yeah yeah so okay could also be for the nighttime show i was just thinking about that oh possibly maybe they're just they're just looking ahead and just saying like okay we just got to get ready for this guys possibly yeah Okay, well, that's it for the main part of the news. Um, real quick, we're just going to talk about a few things. Um, they have a new series of Starbucks mugs that they brought to Disney, and they're called Been There Mugs. They actually look really cool. They actually look pretty cute. 
pretty cute. They, um, and they this is like the third time they've redone these. Yeah, and we'll put links to these in the show notes so you can take a look at them. Um, but yeah, I like I, I I like those. And then Dumbo had a disappointing weekend, not near what they thought was going to be projection wise. I think it made forty five million. I'm not surprised by this. Yeah. It's again, I, I I've I've let my opinion be known on a lot of these remakes. I just don't see that people were like clamoring for a Dumbo live action movie. But I know I think that's a problem. Yeah, it took 170 million to make, mm-hmm. and so yeah, the 45 million dollar opening weekend is and with far less than what they marketing wanted. Marketing and everything much much higher. Yeah, so. I just think with these these live action remakes, there's just going to hit a point where it's just too much. It's the same thing with like Star Wars has kind of run into this issue. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just you can oversaturate it. Oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. Disney might be, you know, I, I think Lion King and Aladdin will still do well. But going forward, I, I don't know. I don't know how much demand there is for every single animated movie that was ever made to have a live action remake with it. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Like, are they going to do DuckTales? Uh, they should. I like DuckTales. <laughs> I even like the new ones. DuckTales. Um, okay, and then they're bringing back the extravaganza Easter egg, egg, Easter egg hunt to Epcot starting on April 5th through April 21st. And that's basically a scavenger hunt kind of around World Showcase. You buy a map, you look for the eggs, you get a prize. Yeah. We're going to do it this year. So our, our girl is, she'll be three this summer, so she'll enjoy finding the eggs because she loves eggs. How much is, let's see. It's six ninety nine. The, the map's map. six ninety nine, mm-hmm. And once you fill them out, you get, did they say what the prize is? I think you get, I think you get, actu- do you get the actual eggs or no? I don't think you do. I don't think it says the prize it on the. It doesn't say no. on here. But yeah, usually you get something when you mm-hmm. do it all. So Yeah, we'll find out what that is in a couple days. And um, they have some merchandise for the Star Wars Star Wars Rival Run weekend this weekend, and that's that's why everyone's heading down to Disney this weekend for the run. Run yes. like Star Wars. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, so that's all. There's nothing that says Star Wars like a five K. <laughs> and of course, it's like the light versus dark thing, right? They always do that for the merchandise. Yeah, it's the yeah. Easy, I mean, it's the easiest thing you can really do. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, all this will be in the show notes if you guys want to take a look at these stories a little bit more. But we've got one rumor we want to go over, and um, it's not really much of a rumor. It's well, almost an obvious. Obs- like his observation. <laughs> I mean, to me, it yeah. seems that way. But um, we've we talked before, but user uh, Marnie nineteen seventy one, which has been pretty accurate on a lot of stuff. Uh, is reporting that there's a chance Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is delayed. Uh, it seems to be the case because to me, it made the most sense to have this ready to go by the 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought all along, this is clearly what they're aiming for. Mm-hmm. So uh, probably at this point, I mean, I'm going to assume it's going to open either at the same time or before Galaxy's Edge. It's got to be before Galaxy's Edge. It has to be. You would, I mean, you would think, even though, I mean, even though it's just one ride, but construction started far after galaxy's edge did but yeah you know i would think by the time galaxy's edge opens they're wanting something like this open to absorb people so i agree but yeah it is probably delayed who knows why probably you know i mean they delay this stuff all the time for i feel like disney gets into stuff and then they it's like they 
once they're in it and they're like, oh crap, we didn't think about this one thing. It's like we heard yeah. about the, the restaurant having the vibration and noise issues from Test Track over there with the new space-themed restaurant in Epcot. That's something that you would think mm-hmm. that they would have thought about before they got in the middle of a whole thing and they're like, huh, that's kind of loud outside. And they're like, well, I didn't think about that. In relation to that, and then we'll just talk about this real quick before we go. Do you think they thought about the AC thing with the gondolas? Do you think that they forgot about that? Or do you think that they thought that it would be fine without it and just went ahead and did it? I've wondered the whole time if they were like, see, to me, that almost screams cost cutting. Like they wanted yeah. AC in it. It's fe- I think it's feasible to do. And then they they looked expensive maybe right. They looked at the cost and they're like, oh, okay. So yeah. then going, well, let's make this thing like ventilated as possible. They've got like it's going to have heavy tint on it, like making it to where getting by with it because they would just be looking at. I mean, you got to think too for not only installation costs but like maintenance. I'm sure would be much higher having AC units on all these things. So it's just one of those things where maybe I it it seems to me it's a cost cutting thing. I'm just looking at it from sheer number standpoint, but um, I gotta say, or they could have said they wanted to do it, and they're like, "Oh crap, we can't do it." Maybe I think yeah. you can do. I think there are gondolas that are air conditioned though out there. I should. I think we should look and see if it's possible to put air air conditioning in them. I think that I think there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to be in there when it's stifling. Well, 95 again, degrees. it's not an issue of when they're running. The issue just comes just into when, when they break down because they inevitably will at some point. You're going to be stuck. Oh gosh, just and it's going to be stale air. Um, and if God forbid you're up there when it's like 98 degrees outside, no, you don't have to talk about Nick Lachey there. But um, <laughs> I, I just feel like that's when it's just going to be potentially dangerous, especially for elderly and really young kids. So, yeah, I don't know. I just was getting your take on that because we were talking about things being delayed. It's not delayed, actually. It's it's ahead of schedule, apparently. So, I mean, they're testing it right now. Wait, oh, the gondola? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I think I actually think the gondola will probably come online sooner than we've anticipated. Unless they're just going to sit there and run these tests all summer long and then in the fall announce it. I, I felt like all along they don't want to open these things in the middle of the heat like they did Toy Story Land. Because the biggest thing you heard about Toy Story Land was no shade and it's super hot. This is the same thing you're going to hear about the gondolas. Because there's not going to be AC. So my guess, if it was me, and this is what was going on, I would be like, let's wait until it's cooler mm-hmm. to open it. So the first impression is not, oh, it was 120 degrees in there. And I was, you know, like, yeah. it, it's bad enough when you're just in Florida in the summer anyways. Like you walk out of your room or your house and you're like, oh, and I'm soaked. <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe waiting until in October to do it. Because even September is insanely hot anymore. That's true. November, it starts getting a little cooler. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, what are you most excited for of all the things that we talked about today? Actually, I Oh, know. I just want to add, though, I oh. think the gondolas will be open before Star Wars, though. Now that they're for the 29th, I think they're probably going to have them running before then would be my guess. But, okay. Gotcha. Um, what am I most excited for? Um... You know, I'm very curious about the villains thing. I, yep. I like I like the idea of adding something to After Hours where they have themes and things like that. I think that's kind of a cool thing, like ride overlays and stuff like that. Yep. Um, I mean, honestly, just 
they could do villains. They could do, you know, if this goes well, I'm assuming they would do other types of themed things. And then you're talking about in each park. I mean, you could do something unique in Hollywood Studios and something unique in Animal Kingdom as well. So this could be something they're just sort of trying out. But I, I'm legitimately, I would like to check that out. I'm curious as to how that will kind of go. I'm excited for that too. And the um, the Typhoon Lagoon pass holder, VIP pass holder thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm excited for that too. So. I am kind of curious to just watch people melting down that can't get their wagons in and watching the oh, debacle that takes place in security lines. May 1st, people. May 1st. Because I've been in security lines where people just start, they're taking longer than they want, and they just start yelling at people nearby. It's weird. <laughs> it's like, I think what it comes down to is just people. So frustrated. Yeah, people get frustrated. They just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. And so they lash out, and then when they're not getting the response they want, they get even more angry. Because there was a group of like five people that were just yelling at these security guards. And it's like, we're what all. This again? It was at Magic Kingdom. Oh, okay. We're all in line together here, people. Like, you're not the only ones. Right. But, you know. Why isn't our line moving? Yeah, we haven't moved in. Because you know, minutes, you know, the person like, wow. that's trying to bring the wagon in is going to go. I spent heck, whatever so, much, so much money, you know. Oh, it, it, and again, yeah. they're not wrong. No, this is why Disney's going to have to offer, I think, the free stroller thing for that day. Because if not, sure. they're going to have major like guest relations issues. Because you got to think every person that gets really upset to that point, they're going to go straight to guest relations. Then they're going to speak to a manager. Then they're going to have to do all... So it's just going to become this thing that gets passed down, the, the buck gets passed down, and just multiply that how many people are trying to get in. I'm sure Disney's like, okay, let's just nip this in the bud as much as we can, and maybe they offer them, you know, whatever. Like, just try and make them happy. It's like, managers, get out your iPads. Get ready. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will be on standby for stuff like that, so... yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have for the news and the rumors today. Um, we do want to mention a couple things. We, um, we've we talked about it before, okay, uh, but the Facebook group, Capture the Magic Community. Um, it's a very active group. We're growing like crazy, and you can get a lot of um, information about the shows, about uh, news, whatever you want to talk about Disney-wise on that group. Yep. And um, we also have a secret group. Well, it's not a secret club 32 it's like it's like an awesome awesome group it is an awesome group i don't know how much more explain it yeah it's our uh it's a private group where it helps us to fund the you know additional content people are asking us to do and so it helps us to to just kind of cover costs and provide that extra content and in return for joining in the group you get like free t-shirts free audio guides you get additional free or early access to content you get behind the scenes stuff you get like Diz Dudes Live on Mondays. You get a live stream every once a month with myself, Jamie, Jeremy, and Rhonda, mailbag stuff. So a lot of stuff you get in return, uh, monthly or yearly options there. So you also get 20% off of apparel as well. So if you're part of Club 32. So uh, if you go to ctmvip.com, you can check that out. Very good. All right. Well, you can also check us out on YouTube. I just want to mention this. If you are just listening and you're not watching us right now, we put our podcasts on YouTube. We also have vlogs, and uh, Jeremy and Rhonda also put vlogs up there and their podcasts and clips and whatnot. So, capture the magic on YouTube. Please subscribe to that channel. And that's it. A link to that's in the show notes as well. Yes. So. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you, Jared, as always, for joining me on the news. You're quite welcome. And thank you, everybody, for listening or watching. And as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye.